thank you for joining us for another episode of Writing Through the Ages, our evolving journey through the eras of Common Rider. My name is Eric. And I'm Eugene. And today we will be watching episode 13 and the first movie of Common Rider. <laughs> At the same time, we're going to double. No, they're the same thing. Uh, Lizard On and the Monster Army. It aired on TV June 26, 1971, but it came out in theaters on July 18, 1971. As Go Go Common Rider. Okay. Um, it's just the uh same exact thing from what I've I've been able to, to figure understand. out. Yeah, it's kind of hard to find information on it. Yeah. Um, it says that it's it was uh thirty one minutes long the movie. Okay. So there might be intermission. <laughs> well, no, they probably have uh the extra scene at the beginning where they explain yeah giving Common Riders context and maybe they run the credits longer. Um. Well, from what I've been able to t- find out, it's the exact same story. Okay. Um, and when you watch it, you'll understand. But it's funny that this is the first movie that came out and <laughs> the actor was in the hospital. Right. <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, it was written by Masaru Irigami and directed by Hideotoshi Kitamaro. Kitamara. <laughs> Kitamara. Um, and yeah, this is also because of the way things work. In Japan, this is technically the end of the first season. Okay. Because of the 13, they do 13 episode seasons. Okay. <clears throat> so, like, episode 14 feels like a, a new season. All right, yeah, so they have time. It's like a break in between. No, it's not no. a break in between. But it's just, like, how, um, that's why there's 13 episode animes and 26 episode animes. Uh-huh. Because they, in Japan, they actually break up the seasons into the actual seasons. There's a summer season, a winter season, and a spring season. Back he, back then, now, shows just start whenever they feel like and end whenever they feel like. Right. Like, here's six episodes of a show, and we'll be back with the next part of the season in two years. So but, if it's July, what season is that for them? Um, this is... Uh, so basically, it's the uh, the summer season. The summer season. So that what do they start start fall in August? It's just weird. It's how it goes. Um, <laughs> they they. I mean, it's kind of this to... is a bit different uh-huh. because it's like every week. Uh, but that's the idea. It's like thirteen episodes is like a season. Thirteen, twelve to thirteen, and then twenty six, uh, twenty four to twenty six episodes, and then uh. For Common Rider, they do between uh forty eight usually between like forty five and fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, zero one had to do twenty forty five because yeah. of COVID, and then they purposely made decades shorter so that they could offset the start of of Common Rider and the uh, start of um, Super Sentai. Uh-huh. For, like decade was like thirty one episodes. Oh wow! Yeah. Um. Which you felt it when you're like they could have done another twenty episodes. That's kind of it's kind of weird considering it's a uh, anniversary show. Yeah, you figure yeah. that that one would need more episodes in order to make context for all. Oh no, these. they just did like nineteen movies. No, um, <laughs> it wasn't nearly as bad as uh, Deno, which they're still making movies for Deno. Um, <laughs> they're not done yet. No, they're not done yet with Deno. Uh, but yeah, so this is uh, Legend on the Monster Army. This is the last episode of them kind of scrambling. Right. They're finally catching their breath after the... Yeah, the next episode is where they, like, uh, figure out what they're doing. Um, and uh, I can't no, tell too much without getting spoilery. Right. But, um, but yeah, so this is... And as you watch this movie, you'll understand, oh, why they chose this out of the 13 episodes to be in the theater. Yeah. Um, any guesses about Lizardon, Liz- Lizardon and the Monster Army? No, it's kind of hard. Every single one of these titles, you're thinking, okay, maybe this... No, sorry. Stop me right there. It's got nothing to do with anything. It's just going to be somebody that's made either congealed or, uh, you know, somebody actually gets a thing done to them. But, yeah, just the one guy. Going to have some some goons. They're going to test him. (laughs) They're going to test him. Always got to do the test. It's like, oh, my God, he climbed the silo. He's ready. One thing I did find out is that I was right. They do have a different voice actor doing hongo i forgot his name uh the other thing is is that this is after this movie is the first time where you'll have supplemental material that fills in the gaps but much later so there's the sic figures sick figures um which are like more monstrous and mm-hmm. real, supposedly realistic action figures but they did also they did something called the sic sagas okay which is basically they did like if i remember correctly what it was is they did like comics but the comics were actually done with the figures like posing the figure huh so like they'd pose the figures take a shot and it would be like a picture of a comic okay and 
that's for filling in that gap between this episode and the next episode. But it's called The Missing Link. Huh. But I haven't actually read it or looked at it. Well, if you can find it, it might be worth a gander. Yep. So uh, I, I have no real comment on that yet because yeah. I can picture it in my head. It seems kind of goofy, but I mean, it's, you know, Common Rider 71. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of like, I remember uh, back in the early days of YouTube, there was a guy who did I'm a DC, I'm a Marvel. You ever see these? Uh-uh. You remember the I'm a Mac, I'm a PC commercials? I think so. Where it was like the hip Mac guy and the oh, yeah, yeah. PC guy. <laughs> um, they did, this guy did the thing, but like I'm a Marvel, I'm a DC, making fun of like the mo- movies. Okay. But he was doing it with action figures. Okay. So it was like Superman and like Spider-Man talking about like I'm a Marvel, I'm a DC, I'm like all hip and cool, and I'm like all the fuddy-duddy old thing. <laughs> but then like as you watched it, I can't – I think the uh, the YouTube channel was like some random guy was the name of the YouTube channel if I remember correctly. It was just a long time ago. Right. But he uh, he like went deep into like what it meant for the movies and stuff like that, and he actually <laughs> like had his whole aggressive storyline, <laughs> and it was like uh, – it was all it ended with like Superman being like, why aren't I like edgy like everybody else? And then like Stanley coming in is like, well, because, you know, we aspire to be like these heroes, but these hi- heroes aspire to be you. Yeah. You know? right. <laughs> it's like, but he also got like popular enough to like he was doing ads for like Comic Con and stuff like that with, uh-huh. the, with just these little action figures. And it, the, the the image was literally just like a screen, a background screen and him just like shaking the action figures. Oh, so like doing a puppet show basically, yeah, uh, and doing different voices and stuff. So I, man, I haven't thought about that in a long time. But it used used to be like because you had this whole ongoing storyline and all these different things. But it was like also like they were aware they were fictional characters and movie characters. Okay, yeah, and stuff. It kind of a lot like how uh the how it should have ended does their superhero stuff. Mm. Where it's like aware that they're movies, but they're also the heroes at the same time, right? So, yeah. very so they have some like meta knowledge of what's going on. Yeah. So, um. Anyways, like though that reminded me of the little action figures telling a story yeah. and stuff. Right. Uh. Just nowadays, like, you just do it in CGI. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we are going Old to go. Days are done. Yeah, we are going to go watch this episode of Common Rider Seventy One Lizard on Lizard Lawn. Lawn Lizard Lawn and the Monster Army. It's so hard. <laughs> we'll be back. Yeah. Okay, and we're back. You see why this would be a movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because it kind of puts a little bow on the last 12 episodes, plus this one making 13. Yeah. Nice. Show, showing you that it's like, and, and the big reason is it had all the monsters in it. Right, yeah. Uh, so um, you realize it was like, oh, in 12 episodes, there's only been 10 monsters. Uh-huh. <laughs> because there was two two-parters. There yep. was Cobra Man and what was the other two-parter one? Oh, um, okay, let's see. The Cobra Man was the bank vault and the ship. So that was a two-parter. We had Gecko. No, not the Gecko, was it? Was it? The one with the World Trade Center or whatever. Uh, That was... Yeah, because it was like a, a start, chameleon. The chameleon. There you go. Yeah, because he yeah. breaks the egg, and then yeah. Yeah, it was the chameleon one. Had it was a two part episode. That was right. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So, so yeah. But this is definitely like you'd feel like it's a big time movie because it also has some big fights in it mm-hmm. and things like that. So, but it starts off with the intro, and uh, yeah, this is the same intro. Mm-hmm. And then it starts off at night at the Toho Atomic Research Laboratory. Yeah, Atomic Energy Lab, basically. Yeah. Yeah, they're researching uh, atomic energy. Yes. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Uh, and then there's some guards walking. Yeah, they're doing the the typical, it's nighttime, doing the nighttime round. One of them's creeped out for some reason, just because. And then he, oh, because it's night. Yeah. <laughs> and this is back when, uh, it, it seems funny, because if you just watch television, you're like, there was a time... Between the eight in the eighties and the nineties, if you only watch television, you never know anything about the real world. You would think during the eighties and the nineties, night wasn't dark. Yeah, there was no darkness at night because <laughs> they yeah. would always really light things up at night. But this is during the seventies, and so it's dark. Yeah, it's like all you see is them, mm-hmm. and like the rest is just black. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of interesting. It's a, in, in energy labs, so you're assuming maybe there'd be light everywhere. Yeah. No. 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 They got flashlights. They're, they're using the energy somewhere else. Right. But uh, <laughs> so 
So one guy hears a noise. He's like, what's that? Oh, you're just spooked by ghosts, says the other guy. And then, nope, there's the bat from <laughs> way yeah. back. Yeah, bat. the Batman appears. Just uh, jumps down, starts sucking dude's blood. The other one starts to run off and then turns around like, oh, wait, I got to save my buddy, basically. And he kind of comes over like, hey, you know, stop. But he gets stopped by Scorpion. Yeah, so Bat and Scorpion are there. It's yeah. like, whoa, okay, so maybe... For once, the title's actually going to add up. There's yep. a monster army. Yep. I mean, it's Mon- kind of refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, kaiji, is what they're called, monster, the uh-huh. monsters, uh, as opposed to kaiju, which, which are, are giant, giant monsters. monsters. Yeah. Uh, kaiji are uh, usually when people say kaiji, they're referring to the monsters in the first series. Okay. Uh, because otherwise, like in uh, in their Dopants and Double, right. they're Grongi. So when somebody was talking about kaiji, they're usually talking about shocker monsters. Okay. Because, and like in Zero One, they're Magir, you know. Right. It makes it easier to reference who you're talking, or, you know, just from the name, you know, what season and all that. Yeah. Okay, so and, they- and then they and then it cuts to the opening of the lab and the the scorp they they kill the guards yeah and then the scorpion's like okay well we're gonna go in here and so he, goes, he just tries to step over this uh, chain link fence yeah which is what people try to do when there's just a chain or a, a bar they're just like oh this must yeah. not apply to me yeah it's not necessarily a fence it's more like just just so a chain is, hanging between two so posts w- what it is is this is something that's in Japan all the time um uh it's a way to block uh cars from coming yeah that's it's just think um you know you're trying to go into somebody's property and there's a sign that says keep out with a chain attached between two yeah posts. and so yeah you can step Japan, over it easy and but... they'll do this a lot with uh because park especially in tokyo parking spaces are a premium they'll have these poles that actually slide down into the ground oh okay yeah they take the chain out and the poles slide down into the ground and it's just like a parking lot and then they'll pull the poles up and put the chain through so that you can't go park there that makes sense um so this is night so they're basically they're just making it so that i mean if somebody really wanted to go across the chain they could but it's just like you can't because it's the it's locked so you right can't just, so you can't uh drive a car in there or at least that's how it is in real life yeah because the, spy, the scorpion tries to step over the the chain and gets hit by a barrier yeah because there's an energy barrier yeah and so the bat's like okay well then i'll just fly over it. yeah he hits the wall he tries well i mean he t- says he's okay well then he like t- tries to do a fly but he's not really flying he's just no, jumping and he, cartwheeling just gonna, and then he lands at the exact yeah. same spot and gets electrocuted and thrown back they really saved on budget there yeah classic uh so basically it's an electrified barrier mm-hmm. and the narrator comes on saying that even a nuclear bomb couldn't go yeah, through yeah even it. a nuke couldn't do it because it's atomic energy or whatever yeah. i mean it's some crazy bs uh well i mean the <laughs> barrier might it. still be there but like the building and the right. entire ground and everything around <laughs> it would be gone but the barrier would still be there. <laughs> yeah, just imagine how much, like, okay, there would be no... That's why they don't have lights. They're using all the power to power this barrier. <laughs> right. Mutually assured destruction is, it, it would never happen if if there was just barriers that stopped nukes. Yeah. You know, whatever. Uh, so then it goes back to Shocker Base. Mm-hmm. And Leader is talking. Yeah. It, it basically, they get, he gets what's going on from the Bat and the Scorpion. And he's like, look, we need this base because we need to, we need the base to catch up to the U.S. and Europe uh, branches. Branches. So the way it's worded in the subtitles is weird. But what it actually is, is this is the Japanese branch. Uh-huh. He is actually the leader of all of Shaka. Yeah, he's the leader of all of them. But the, the their plans for Japan are not as you know far ahead as it is in Europe and, and, and the U.S. I imagine because they don't have a common writer. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so this is also like the first real uh, talk of the fact that it's a global organization. Yeah. It's not just some guys in Japan who are creating massive cyborgs are really obsessed with Japan. Right. You know how like... Uh, uh, Space monsters are really obsessed with um, attacking Southern California to beat the Power Rangers for some reason. Right. Um, when they're like, oh, we could just take over the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, just know where they're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, we learn in other like, episodes and, and things that, yeah, the the other branches of Shocker are actually doing terrorist work across the entire globe and are succeeding. Yeah. So just Japan is the only thing that's like, because it's got a common writer. So they're like, oh, we need to do this. We need to take the space. And uh, so use the... Sp- just, yeah, the barrier destruction ball. Yeah. Because they have specifically a tool just for these barriers that come up. Like this is a thing that they already knew about. Not necessarily here, but elsewhere. I'm just wondering, what other places have they... <laughs> well, I mean, there's obviously barriers everywhere. I mean, this is common technology. Yes. Everyone <laughs> knows about these. Um, God. So... Uh, so use it, and the scientists are like, um, but 
the effectiveness, you have to launch it from, what was it? Like 20 meters. 20 meters away. And the only it, thing, the thing it weighs we, five kilos. Yeah. So it weighs, it, it weighs like 15 pounds. Yeah. And uh, we don't have a cyborg strong enough to throw it that far. <laughs> and I'm like, use a cannon. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> well, it just kills me because they, or I, I know at some point they talk about how the cyborgs have superhuman strength and yeah, they've just given up that, I guess. Well, they have superhuman strength, but not super superhuman strength. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like a 12 to 15 pounds over, was it 60 feet? Uh, something like that. Yeah. That doesn't seem. I mean, Common Rider could do it. Yeah, just doesn't seem impossible. Well, remember also for a cyborg with superhuman strength. Well, you got to remember also. I think this actually applies later to the show if you get realize. Because the thing about Common Rider and the cyborgs in Shocker is that they get stronger, like people do. Oh, the more they train, the more they train. So I think that's one of the things that comes in later is that these are remodeled mm-hmm. that like brought back so they're actually at a lower level than yeah. the originals okay that that makes because the originals had been operational most of them had been operational for a while before uh right uh hongo had in- interfered with them and hongo has been getting stronger the whole time uh so so they're like well then just make a cyborg i love yeah, that so it's make like, one that's strong enough then yeah <laughs> just do it do it and so um, it cuts to uh, a soccer game. Yeah, guys playing soccer because athletes, number one, got to go for an athlete if you want somebody strong. Well, if you want somebody to kick a ball. Yeah, well, because at <laughs> first they never, there was no mention of a kick until after they brought up yeah. the soccer player. They're like, so yeah, here's Ken, whatever the heck. He's the strongest center forward or something yeah. in the league. Uh, like everyone's afraid of his killer shot. And it's like, okay, yeah, no, if you can't throw it, you might as well kick the bomb. 20 meters yeah. into a barrier. Makes sense. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, but we also find out that uh, Ken is a jerk. Total, total asshole. I mean, so, excuse me, total jerk. So it, it, it starts out with him, like, refusing to sign kick signatures because he doesn't have time for that. I don't have time for kids. He pushes them out of the way as he goes inside. His the locker is, room is the, the team, as soon as he comes in, the team are like, oh, this guy again. Uh, and he's just like, just silently he's like we'd be the last place if it wasn't for me. We should take a drink yeah. to me. Yeah, he, he toasts himself <laughs> while himself. calling everybody useless. And they this is also over, leave. He's just drinking straight from like a liquor bottle. Remember, right. This is a children's show. Yeah. <laughs> Never get away with that now. And then he goes to talk down to him again, but they're all gone. He's like, where'd everybody go? And that's when we hear uh, Gecko's voice because he's he, or not Gecko, the chameleon, chameleon chameleon's voice because he can go invisible. So there you go. S- saying this is like we've chosen you. Our, our computer came up with your name. Yeah. Come come with us and we'll make you the strongest man in the world. And he's just like, what? No, I I don't answer to nobody. Yeah, I just (laughs) swore he was going to take the deal, but no, he's like, eh, whatever. And the Uh, gecko, a a chameleon, like, goes towards him, and he, like, kicks him because he's got a strong kick. Yeah, he kicks him, and then he does, like, this kind of half-hearted punch. And then it's it's clearly like they intended to do a strong punch, but just the way that they were. He's not a suit actor, so he's he's, he's not going to. He's just like, yeah, you knucklehead. (laughs) (laughs) But I like the idea that he kicks him because he's got a strong kick. That's the whole point. Might as well. But it, it makes the it makes the chameleon kind of real, so I guess it's strong enough. Yeah, it make it 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 also demonstrates that like, oh yeah, he has a strong kick. If he's able to like kick a kaiju like down, mm-hmm. a kaijin down, he's able to like do some damage. And, yeah. But so he but he's like he's not an idiot, so he runs. Yeah, up. he's <laughs> not an idiot, so he heads out the front door. <laughs> at which point, spiders there waiting because I get you know hey for once, shocker, super evil organization has a backup plan. Yeah, you're like oh wait a minute, maybe this one guy. Might flee, yeah. So, so we'll get him, and then so uh, uh, Spider-Man silly strings him. Yep, totally silly strings him. It's like that, or it's like that ch- the cheese string. Yes, he shoots him with the cheese. <laughs> oh God! Basically, it's like uh, we're gonna make you a a shocker soldier, whether you like it or not. Yes, we would have preferred that you liked it. We don't have to brainwash you. <laughs> and so then it goes to Cafe Mon, mm-hmm. and it's uh, yeah, Taki walks in. It's like, well, it's 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 um, Tachiban is looking at the paper, mm-hmm. and Taki's there. He grabs it, and he's just and, and this is like the reintroduction of Taki. Yeah, and then oh, what are you doing here? You just got married. Yeah, he's like, what are you here just? <laughs> Taki's just like, she's house training. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this guy. So uh, uh. When we get to something later in the episode, I'll, I'll mention something that's not like it's part of the supplemental material. But anyway. Right. So he's so, like, where's Hongo? Yeah. Everybody's asking where Hongo is. He's like, so where's that guy? And the guy behind the counter, I forgot his name, is just like, he means Hongo. And he's just like, you're oh, a sharp one. You're yeah, being you're wasted on here. Basically, he's buttering up. So they'll actually give him the answer to the question. Right. And uh, Tachiban is just like, don't, don't. Don't do that. He's simple. He's simple. He's, he'll, he's he'll an t- idiot. He'll go to his head. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hey, I'm not simple. Go off. 
And, <laughs> and Taki's back on subject. He's like, okay, but where is Hongo? And, and right, so he's just aside. like, he's here, and he like shows the paper. And so this is a weird transition because it zooms in on the back of the paper, but yeah. what is, but then it flips to actually showing you the front of the paper, just full screen article. So it's just like at first you're like, so we're seeing the article on the back of the page, but no, it's supposed to be that this is the article that Tachibana showed Taki, right? And it's the article is about the the lab where two guards mm-hmm. got killed. And then it cuts to a um, stock footage of Hongo driving on his motorcycle yeah, and basically and giving an inner inner monologue exposition about what they, he's doing. If they there. find it, they release it. They blow up Tokyo in two, in ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, so we got to do this, and then it cuts to uh, the lab. Yeah, it's uh, well, yeah. I think Ken's getting his surgery, right? Yeah, they're finishing up the surgery. They roll it in, and the uh, shocker scientists are like, "We finished the transplant." Because uh, I guess transplanting organs turns you into a monster. Yeah, the be- the most the most powerful soccer star plus venomous lizard. Yeah, who, totally amazing. How about- uh, when you think of venomous lizard, obviously you think soccer of the, star. They're, right? they're, yeah, they're, they're powerful kicks. Yes. Um, just like- they're known for the legs, and they and they need venom that can kill an elephant. Yeah, I mean, just like just like obviously the go- uh, the uh, the get go creates cocoons. I mean, yes, these are facts, man. <laughs> yeah, look it up. I'm tired of having this argument. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, also, this was before Google. People were just making stuff up all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no kidding. Uh, like I can just see it now. The the kid that thought for like 15 years that there's just barriers blocking government. Well, there's at a, night. There's no. It's like there's no point in breaking in, guys. There was a, a funny interview. Super with, barrier with Stan Lee. And they were talking to him about like various things, and he's just like, "I just made things up. I don't, I don't know a gamma ray from an eggplant." He's just <laughs> like, <laughs> like the whole thing about the uh, the X Men. He's everybody's just like, he was a social commentary on on like evolution and stuff, <laughs> and really, he's just like, I was tired of making things up. They're just born that way. Yeah, so here you go. That's just the way they are. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not that deep, guys. <laughs> it's not that deep. I, the other, the other ones he did was deep because he created Tony Stark to fight hippies <laughs> because he was tired. Because he was, he's a, he's a, he was a war veteran. Mm-hmm. He was in World War II, and then uh, Vietnam was happening, and he was tired of these anti-protests. He's like, I'm gonna make an arms deal, and you're gonna love him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what Tony Stark was. He was an industrialist hero. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, there's, there's a lot about people just reading into stuff. I, I remember seeing this old poster for, um. Uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, and it basically it straight up says on it that there's like there's no story, there's like no love story or hero, there's no gimmicks, like th- th- there's no meaning behind this movie. It's just get isn't people that, getting eaten. Isn't that the one where everybody talks about consumerism? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and now it's just like this huge thing against uh like conservative rednecks and and consumerism. There's like so many underlying things. Yeah. And it, it's like. People adding thing extra things. I mean, if you want to read into it and it like gives you, uh, I just feel like, like it's... there's there's some part of it. It's like, well, if it actually gives you those realizations, then fine. But don't uh, assuade that as that's what it was supposed to be. Sure, sure, sure. That's I mean, that's just it. It's just like the the writer for Harry Potter. It's like anybody can make up any extremely deep like fan base. Like, oh, this must have meant this because this and that. And all she has to be is like, yes. Yes, <laughs> this is exactly what I meant. That well, was like, totally in, in, what I had in mind. In, 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 I remember an interview with Joss Whedon about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was talking about like people are always looking to the names of the demons. Like, is he going into things? Like, they were like names of dogs backwards and just like, right. random syllables we were throwing together. We yeah. had made these things constantly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's got nothing. There's nothing fancy about it. There's no the same hidden thing, meaning. That, that was the same thing with Stanley and and uh, uh, Doctor Strange. They were like all these satanic things. It's just like, dude, I'm just making things up dude i was writing i was writing nine i, I think he was writing like 12 to 13 comic books every month yeah <laughs> so you just kind of have to <laughs> no time for writer's block like, yeah um so so yeah he, he gets combined with the venomous lizard and becomes uh lizard lawn yeah and the suit's okay i mean at first i was like oh this suit's pretty uh articulate i suppose it's like actually looks kind of it's, like it's a, different than the other ones because it's more of a monster suit rather than a suit that yes. goes over somebody yeah because it's like got a giant like lizard head it's kind of like a mini godzilla type thing i mean later when i see him actually standing up i kind of changed my opinion but when he was laying down on the thing i was like oh wow they actually 
well, a lot kinda, of money in this when suit. When it's laying down, it kind of like reminds you of like monsters in water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyways, they're like, okay, so send out our spies to spy out the weakest part of the barrier. Because if mm-hmm. we're going to do this, we want to make sure we do it right. So find the weakest part of the barrier for him to shoot the bomb into. Right, yeah. Let's actually, <laughs> let's actually put some thought into our yeah. plan. So um, then it cuts to outside the research facility and Taki's there. Yeah. Taki's there and he's, it looks like he's doing maintenance on his car, on his motorcycle. But what it is, is he's, and he actually says, is like that slave driver Hongo. Because off screen, he talked to Hongo and yeah. Hongo told him to uh, watch this side of the building. And which whatnot. is funny because in reality, the actor who plays Taki has never had a scene at this point where he talks with, to Hongo. With uh, he's never talked to Hongo. He's never been in the same scene as Fujioka. Nope. <laughs> yeah, like, they, their relationship is all based on Taki saying this. Oh, yeah, Taki saying or Tachibana saying that they're rivals. Right. Plot twist: They've never actually met. Yeah. He's just like <laughs> he's got everybody believing this is the case. So, um. Uh, a car and, passes by, and and he's like, "That's like the third time this car's passed by." Yeah, actually, he says this the second time. Yeah, uh, it's uh, was it Ritsuko? Rico? Rico is the one that says third okay, time. Okay, yeah, because he's like, "Didn't that just pass by a minute ago?" And uh, there's like three guys, <laughs> so blatantly just <laughs> like three guys. <laughs> one of them with like a camera in the back. <laughs> yeah. It's just like you practicing your speed photography. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's like what's going on here? Might as well have like a twirly mustache or something. So he gets on his bike and he's following them. Um, and they drive by, and then it's Rico who's also on a motorcycle. Like, yeah, and, and she th- and she knows exactly that this is the third time. So yeah. the, the only reason I brought that up is because I feel like uh, Rico would have already been there with Hongo. So he, she saw it the third time, and he yeah. Only been there. yeah, yeah. Whereas he showed up a little bit later. That's that's he, my assumption. I, she wasn't in the cafe, was she? No, not oh. that I saw. Um, if she was, uh, she was in the back and had no lines. Yeah. But usually, if she would have been there, she would have had the line. Right. That's, that's why. The, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah so, um, so Rico just like starts following the the car. Yeah. And and, and so, Taki goes up to talk to Rico, but she's not there anymore. Basically, he's going up. He's like, "Did you see that car?" But mm. she's already following. It. He's like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> so, uh. She follows it. It goes to like this mansion house out in the woods, and mm-hmm. she uh, the gates close, and she goes up to the gates, and she's like, "Oh, this must be shocker. This has got to be shock space. Shocker. I need to go inside and find out what's going on." So she basically just becomes stupid all of a sudden. I mean, okay, I, I'm not I'm not saying that. This is basically the same thing. We need the person that goes in to learn stuff. It's just that you know this might you you've got a really good feeling that this is a secret shocker base. Maybe contact somebody so if yeah, you go see, off see, the face if, of the map, if, they know if, where if you we, are. If we had like, if this was like a regular episode where the actor was in the episode all the time, this is where she would tell Hongo. Right. I mean, but because God. he's not there, she's like, "Well, I'm going to do it then." Yeah. Because that's actually it's like what's happened with Ruriko a lot and Tachibana is because they don't have Hongo to do those things because they can only yeah. have him as common Rider. Right. So they don't have uh, Hongo do those things. They have to fill in those gaps. Right. It's which just is where they bring in uh, Taki. Taki, because he's the he's the more athletic fit. Well, yeah, because he like he he like grabs her right before, and you think she's being captured. Yeah. But it's, yeah, because it's a black glove, and but but it's a uh, um. This is something you should know from like later on is that Taki has these riding gloves. Yep. But whenever he puts them on, it's butt kicking time. Yeah, it's butt kicking time. So like he'll like in other scenes. It's like the shock goons are coming on, and then he'll put on the gloves before he starts fighting. Oh, <laughs> it's like it's like gotta, gotta he's, protect he's, your hands, man. This is when he starts to fight. So, anyways, uh, Taki's yeah. but Taki's like also does the soberness things. Like he's like, I understand women's lib and all this, but don't you think this is kind of a man's job? Yeah, he's like, yeah, this is the, the age of feminism and all that, but I think we both agree this is a man's job. It's like not just he's not so sure. He's sure that you know it too. And I can just you can just hear the feminist scream. Uh, but in his mind, also we learn a little bit more about him and the thing it's like he's like this is what i do yeah and so then he jumps straight over the fence right. like it's nothing like he's a like he's a cyborg common writer this guy he has no he's just got no chill but he just jumps over like a i'm just surprised fence. that she like just agreed immediately like she, no no fight she's not like hey i can do stuff too chill <laughs> no she just lets it go yeah. but no, no my issue is not again my issue is not that they're willing to go into the spooky mansion by themselves it's just that at least tell somebody. Otherwise, if you go missing, nobody's going to know yeah. for days, weeks. <laughs> it's really hard, though, because there's no cell phone. Right. It's just also, I mean, it's one of those things where they kind of have to not tell anybody. Otherwise, why isn't Hongo here? Yeah. Because, yeah. you know. If they told Hongo, Hongo would be like, no, I'll do it. It, it is what it is. You just feel like they all got hit with a stupid wave, and now they think they're yeah, invincible. Yeah, it, because they got to just fill in gaps. That Right. So, uh, so Taki sneaks in, and he it's dead in. quiet. 
He's like, not even a cat. Yeah, nothing. So he's sneaking into this mansion, and he sneaks in, and there's like a creek in a room, and he opens it up, and then there's a bunch of things covered in sheets. Yeah, a bunch of clearly humans. <laughs> or, yeah. So he pulls one off, what and... It, it, yeah, he pulls one off, and it's the uh, the man-eating Sarasarian, Cer- right? Sarasarian. And he's just like, ah! So just surprised. Just when we thought we would never have to repronounce these words. <laughs> and then he like, oh, it's just made out of clay. I'm like, dude, it's got eyes that are like looking at you. Yeah. It moved <laughs> when you pulled on it. <laughs> yeah. It's moving now. It's breathing at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, this is something that like, first off, special effects wise, if they were to do this now, there would actually be like a dummy in the mm-hmm. suit so that it doesn't move. Right. Or they would do it like digitally. Yeah. But also, um, I always have to think about the fact that we're watching it in high definition. Mm-hmm. Like in standard definition, you can barely see anything that's going on. Yeah, yeah. There's there was many like the uh, lines and uh, uh, like wires of holding things up. You wouldn't have seen those no. on a standard definition thing. Anyways, so he pulls off all of the sheets, and it's all of the monsters. Yeah. And so what I, what I really like about this scene is that when you when you see them in the sheet, it's clearly just somebody standing with their arms at their sides because obviously if, the, if their hands are up in the air the sheet's not going to cover the whole body yeah but when he pulls off the sheet they're in a pose yeah <laughs> and it's just like and then uh ken but yeah it's the whole crew ken shows up in his well this his, is the titular monster army but uh yeah ken shows up and he's in a human form ken yeah good old good old-fashioned uh swingers, but he's like in a smoking jacket swingers robe yeah <laughs> like he just got done Smoking his cigar, right? Reading a book with the boys. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It was just like I was like a I was men's in the, club. I was in the den. Yeah, reading a tome while sipping on brandy. Exactly. <laughs> and he's, he's like, he's like, what are you doing breaking into my house? <laughs> he's just like, I was looking for somebody. Yeah, new well, phone. <laughs> talk. He's like, new phone. Who this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's just like, he's just like, uh, I was just looking for somebody, and Ken's just like. Well, obviously he's not here. It's yeah, just it's, me, it's my house. What are you doing here? Just me and these statues. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, you have a weird taste collecting these statues. Like, oh, that may be, but it's time for you to leave. Like, <laughs> it's like, ha ha, I do, but you should go seriously. And so then he leaves. I feel like honestly, he wouldn't have seemed suspicious at all if he just got angry. Like, yeah. what are you doing in my house? Yeah, like, Get dude, out. I'm gonna call the cops. What are yeah, you doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> and so as soon as they leave, all of the monsters like start moving. It was a man. Uh, monster man. I was just hearing that like. I got to listen to the song, but I guess that we've never monster mash is kind of like the greatest song in the world. <laughs> like the song, the greatest song in the world. Oh, um, because the song monster mash talks about the song monster mash. <laughs> like there's an actual song, the monster mash. Oh that yeah. This yeah. isn't it. Yeah. This isn't it. No, oh, I don't know. I have to listen yeah, Cause to they it. did. They did the monster mash. The, the monster yeah. mash is a dance, but they're dancing to the song, the monster mash, but that's not the song we're listening to. No, Song Monster Mash is talking about them listening to the Monster Man, dancing the Monster Mash. Right. <laughs> hey, I didn't realize that either. <laughs> yeah. Huh. What do you know? Um, well, we all want to know what happened to the Transylvanian twist, right? But um, so uh, all yeah. of them come up. They're like, "We gotta, we gotta stop that guy." Yeah, let me do it. I can take care of him. I love this scene because the guy's just like, "You're all stupid." Yeah, you're all losers. You all lost a common writer, so your opinion means nothing. <laughs> except like, except for the gecko. He lost to the scientist with his laser beam. Right, yeah. But, I mean, he doesn't speak up, though, because I think he's scared. Uh, yeah, because this is uh, Lizardon. He's the his strongest one so far. I just love how his 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 personality hasn't changed. Yes, the personality is just, he's just now a shocker guy. Yeah. But he's still like, I'm the reason why you guys are ever going to succeed yeah, at all. You guys are worthless. You guys just back me up. Yeah, he's exactly like he was on the soccer team, which is like, you would be in dead last place if I wasn't here. Which it's makes like, me real, harsh. Which makes me realize that like, uh, probably how the all, all the others were too. Yeah. Like even though they were like brainwashed. Yeah. Their personalities stayed the same. Yeah, and that's probably right. Yeah, if you think so, about so it. So that makes me not feel as bad about Hongo blowing them all up. Yeah. They were all jerks. They were all really, <laughs> truly jerks. <laughs> so, um. Anyways, Taki and Ruko are driving off. Oh, we missed this. He peels his face off. Oh yeah, he peels his face off. And he gains like a foot. Yeah, and- <laughs> <laughs> it becomes the lizard. Yeah, because the lizard is like, um, like a Godzilla kind of suit, where like the head is. It really up. did remind me of Godzilla a whole lot. It's like a cheap Godzilla, yeah. like a skinny cheap Godzilla suit. Yeah, and so like the head is like of the lizard is like higher up than the actual face. Yes, yeah, uh, cl- so, it's like a hat. Basically. Yeah, so so when he rips it off, underneath it is the lizard face, both which would be like a foot taller than yeah. him. <laughs> I think what the idea was is that the actor who plays Ken is actually pretty tall. 
Yeah, no, he's, for sure. especially for a Japanese person. Yeah, he's pretty tall, and muscular compared to everybody else on the soccer team. So, like, the idea was that, like, when Lizardon was made, it was supposed to be bigger, but they had to put like a normal human Japanese in. guy <laughs> into <laughs> Lizardon. Still tiny, normal skinny guy. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, so Taki and Renuko are on the uh, yeah the drive cor- back between a quarry road. The, yeah, because everything is a quarry in between. Um, there's the mon- there was the the house which was in the woods, and the city. Of course, there's a quarry in between. See, really, what was happening was this this show was setting up Fist of the North Star, where everything is a dystopian wasteland, and they're all fighting over gas like Mad Max, you know? Or the quarry is like the nexus of all reality. <laughs> and you enter the quarry, and you come out wherever you want on the other side of yeah. the quarry, and then you have to enter the quarry to go anyplace else in reality. Right, the only <laughs> issue is that you might get attacked by yeah, the monsters hygiene everywhere. Which is actually like, I don't know how they do it in the movie, but that's how... Uh, magic teleports in the comics she has to teleport through limbo which is hell uh. and so she she because that's her mutant power in the comic books at least is she can open portals to limbo and then out of limbo that's okay. her only mutant power she gets stuck in limbo and learns all this magic stuff while she's there oh and then like time moves differently there so she she goes there when she's like eight years old and she comes out and she's 16 okay and she spent eight years being trained by demons <laughs> and that that's magic okay but her mutant power is to open portals to limbo and then open portals out of limbo to come back to the regular world gotcha but she can come back at different places yeah okay so it's basically teleporting but not really but yeah well teleporting with a short off short stop off in hell yeah (laughs) you know things can happen but it's not consistent yeah so anyway so they're going through the quarry uh or as as we're going to refer to it now uh limbo yeah Um, (laughs) go through limbo and um some rocks fall down and knock Taki off his bu- bike, which shows he should have been wearing a helmet. Yeah, and Ruriko tries to call. I mean, this is the 70s, so helmets are optional. Yeah. And she's the smart one wearing one. Yeah, she's the one that wears a helmet. Yeah. She sees the rock. She tries to yell to him to stop, but no. He's yeah. not going to listen to what a woman says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gets side blasted and all kinds of messed up. Like, he's got blood all over his face. And, and she comes over to him, and then there's uh, another rock. Another rock, and then Common Rider comes up and hits it with his motorcycle. Yep, bike attack. And I wish there was a name for this because it happens in every series. It's uh, well, I know when it goes through a wall, it's called the Rider Break. Okay. When it like when he drives his car, when he drives his motorcycle through a wall, does it count if it goes through a boulder? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so it breaks up the boulder, right? There's <laughs> yeah. a Rider Break on the boulder. Anyway, so, so we might just call it the Rider Break because it happens in like a lot of shows. Yeah. Uh, until we're told differently. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. He rider breaks the rock. They're like, oh, it's Common Rider, and he drives up the hill while— Well, they just call him Rider. Yeah, there's yeah. the rider. Yeah, yes. so he rides rider. up the hill while dodging all these rocks and then sometimes kicking the rocks, doing what he's got to do. And then he gets to the top, and it's well, littered on. Lizard yeah. on. Lizard on. Behold the power of my kick. And so um, it comes to, like, uh, l- luckily there's a bunch of rocks around. Yeah, uh, so he kicks the rocks, and it, like, knocks uh, Common Rider down. Yeah, because he was going to jump, but then he gets basically— the rock kicks him out. He gets hacky sacked out of a jump. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Lizard Lawn is he's good with the kicks. He basically just whatever Hon- Hongo is doing, he gets kicked with a rock. Right. And and Common Rider's like, I lost. Ugh. And then he knocks. He's knocked away. And Lizard Lawn, instead of finishing him off, goes off. Yeah, just goes away. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, this suck. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so for real. he lost. And then it cuts to Taki in the hospital. Yeah, just this poor nurse. His, here's the thing, okay, nobody really knows about Shocker. It's a secret organization. So this nurse is sitting here next to Taki as he's like, ah, oh, Kamen Rider lost to the Lizard man, lizard Lawn or whatever. I, can't I saw it. it. I can't believe it. What are we going to do? And she's like, he's delirious. I mean, he just got hit in the head. Yeah, but, I mean, she's, like... she's responding to him as if she knows exactly what he's talking about. But <laughs> clearly, I, I can just see it right now. It's like, oh, my God, the brain damage is extensive. I need the, <laughs> the doctor to know that he's having delusions. Which is, the funny thing is the way he's set up. So he's got like a bandage around his arm, a bandage around his head. But like his shirt is just open. Yeah. <laughs> like like he's on the cover of a, a romance novel. Yeah, I wonder. Like a chain. And like <laughs> I, mean, I wonder if that's what it is. She's, she's like, yes. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> check your chest here. Make sure there's no damage. Whatever you say, honey. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, uh, Ruko and Himuko come in. Yeah. See, at least they know what he's talking about. Because he's like, look, we gotta. If if uh, she, she like, I saw she, him lost with my own eyes. She says you gotta stay in bed for like a week because he was trying to get up. You gotta stay right. in bed for like a week. You took a lot of damage. She's like, well, he he he. I saw him lose. What are we gonna do? And Ruko's kind of like, oh, we'll figure it out. It's so nice too because. A week, 
Come on. <laughs> There's no way a week is going to do that with the kind of injuries that they're, they're pretending he has. Yeah. But it's just like she knows that he's going to do something. So at least a week. Come on. Get, please. Take a week off. Yeah. Take a week off. I'm trying to be trying for to six halfway. months with rehab, but take a week off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it shows that uh, it cuts to and the narrator is talking that Hongo Takashi. No, Kamen Rider is training. Yes. And so he's basically he's in. So what he's doing is he's just knocking boulders off the top of a of, of a, a mountain. Yeah. Flying jumping down and taking them in the chest to like yeah. drain himself to be yeah. with rock. So we, we get a montage basically. But then uh, and then uh, yeah, so be, yeah, so basically he's kicking rocks down. You know that thing where you pass a football to yourself can't possibly do it but it's just the fantasy. Yeah. Chuck a football, race down the field, grab the football. Yeah. He's kicking rocks down the, f- and he actually can't because he's got super speed. Yeah. It's, but he, he must not be using his super strength. Whatever. Let's not talk about physics. Well, he's using his super strength to kick it. Well, because he can't kick it as hard. As, see, that's the issue with this whole concept. So what he what he is is he can't he can't he can't kick it as hard as Lizardon can. Right. But he's simulating that by using gravity to accelerate them. Yes. So that's why he's jumping down to let it yes. hit him. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Tachibana comes up and he's just like, because like at one point he's like down on the ground and he comes up and he's like, Hongo, what are you doing? He's just like, he's like, you remember when I trained you to become the greatest racer in the world? Yeah, on this mountain. So this exact mountain is where they trained as a, to be a racer. I, it was so hard, you almost went insane. Yeah. <laughs> Can you, you want to do that again? Can you imagine? Like <laughs> yeah. what? What could you have done to this man? <laughs> yeah, but it worked. He's one of the greatest racers. But um. Uh, then he's like, do you want to do that again? Pretty yeah. much. And he's just like, yes. He's like, okay, let's do this. Let's just do it. Then he takes off his jacket and goes to the top of the mountain. Yeah. Starts chucking rocks down. Yeah, chucking rocks. He's being hit with it. And so what it's, it's what's going is that, um, at one point he gets knocked down and he falls down even further to like another platform. And he like, I think because of the way he fell, he like, he realized something he's like, throw it from there. And that's when, uh, I, yeah, I, all I have to, I, it's like, he says, I feel like I should just double the power of my kick. What? Simple. Well, yeah, of course. Just double the strength of your kick. Maybe that will work for you to break the rock. Like, why didn't I think so, of that? So, uh, he's just like, times he's, the strength. He's, he's just like, throw him from there, Tachibana. And Tachibana's like, this is like twice the distance it was before. It'll kill you. It'll kill you. And he's like, just trust me and do it. And he's like, okay. And so he throws off the rock and he d- develops the lightning rider kick. Yeah, the lightning rider kick. Now, I want you to remember something watching this. What the lightning rider kick is, is him doing a couple flips and doing the kick. Yeah. To add to this attack. This is exactly what we saw uh-huh. Kuga do. Yep. So this, like, what Kuga did was actually an homage to this. Yeah, he did the training. Because this came out, like, 30 years before. Yeah, front flip is all you need to increase centrifugal force. You yeah. know this. This is actual physics. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Hongo does a backflip and a forward flip in the air yeah. simultaneously. Yeah, while in the air, does a, <laughs> he does a wide swoop. In. Basically, he gets a 10 out of 10 from anybody watching this. Yeah, so. Your flip this, was perfect. But it's cool because it's like this. Stuck the lane. It makes you realize that, like, that whole Kuga thing was kind of like an homage to this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where it's like, well, I just got to add more flair to it. Yeah, just make it look fancy. And he's just like, okay, well, this is what I got to go. I got to go to the research facility. And then it cuts to Tachibana coming into the, the hospital, basically to say, Commander's got it figured out. He's got the... Uh, it's okay, Taki. We've, we've got it all worked out. And Taki's gone. Yeah. Um, but there's a, uh, there's just conveniently his passport. No, it's not even his passport. It's his, his yeah, FBI... His FBI ID. ID. So, <laughs> so, first off, this opens up all sorts of funny questions. Yes. Because like, he's what? a Japanese FBI agent. What? Um... Uh, this is the seventies. Nobody really. Nobody gives a crap. Yeah, I mean, because first off, the FBI can't work in Japan. Yeah, that's the point of the FBI. The FBI is the federal yeah, bureau. Yeah, federal best, bureau. Best. It operates in America. I mean, this this show is so heavily inspired by American t- television, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, it has its Japanese, like extremely Japanese quirks, but ultimately, this is so Green Hornet. You know, this is so um, Batman. Yeah. So um, uh, he's he's uh so Taki is an FBI agent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now. This will be a little bit of spoiler, but the fact of the matter is, we never see Taki's wife. No. Ever again. Yeah, I, I feel like, honestly, she was a, that's what I was going to say, is I feel like she's a plant. That's yeah, the reason why oh, he was just like, oh, she's doing well, housework. Like, in this Kamen Rider Spirits manga, they actually say that his whole marriage was just a way to draw out Jabankador. Yeah, Jabankador. <laughs> so, yeah. hey, at least they're they're on it. So this is one of those sucks I had a long time ago about how the government doesn't know. Yeah. Like, what the hell? So they do, just the American, the American government. government does. Well, we also learned in this episode that there's, like, multiple branches. Right. So it's like, now we know that there's multiple branches of the FBI. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, there's the Japanese branch of the FBI. 
<laughs> yeah, the Japanese branch of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Well, there is because there's because because throughout the series he'll have like uh, other FBI agency teams up with and uh. stuff like that. But yeah, so this is also it explains why Taki's able to do the things he does. He has this special training, right? Um, he has knowledge and all this stuff. So it's not just like oh, cool guy Taki. Yeah, cool guy Taki. It actually makes me feel a little bit better. I was be honest when I saw that, I was like, okay, it's dumb, it's cheesy. But it makes sense. I like it. It would be... Um, I mean, it makes sense in why he's good. Yeah, it makes sense yeah. why he's good. It's kind of like they they probably wanted it... They uh, wanted... They would have been something like, he's MI6. Yeah. Because, th- okay, like the thing is, uh, the, the mostly the reason why I like this as far as clearing up plot points is, why the hell do you care? What are you doing here? You have no investment with these people. You've yeah. never seen you before. So he's... He's on a mission to fight Shock. Yeah. He already had... Uh, his own goals to deal with it. And yeah. so that's just it just makes sense to align with these people. Yeah. So he is uh he's the FBI agent and it's just like the FBI is a more rec- especially in the seventies, it's a more recognizable yeah thing because of uh American television shows. I don't even know what the Japanese Secret Service is. Um there is something. I forgot what it is. It's like it's a, it's like four or five Japanese words thrown together. Yeah. Um but there is one. Uh but it's not very well known as uh, the as, FBI. As Secret Service should be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like it would be the same thing as saying that he works for like MI6. Yeah, I mean technically ours is CIA, the CIA, NSA. Is the, yeah, not the FBI, but I the mean CIA, the CIA and the NSA. The special offer. agents, I'm sure. Yeah, special agents. So the CIA, it, technically, he should be a CIA operative, right? Because CIA is the op, and that would operate, make a lot more sense. Operates uh, internationally. Yes. Uh, he could also be an NSA operative, but that would make him right. a military Even officer. Interpol would make more sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Interpol. Like, but, Interpol would make a whole lot more sense if yes. they wanted to go with a police sort of thing and not yeah. just, like, anyway. It would also make sense of him being Japanese. Yes, that's my point. Yeah, He's they have Japanese it everywhere. Emperor. But, no, it's <laughs> FBI, and we're going to see FBI all the time. <laughs> He's going to get his FBI contacts. He's going to get his FBI equipment. His F- but, anyways. Yes. But it was the 70s, so FBI was cool. Special FBI bike. Yeah, special FBI bike. So he goes back to the base. This time, he's got no backup, of course. Yeah. Uh, he's covered in bandages. He's creeping around. There's All the cyborgs are gone, we find out. Yeah. Because he gets attacked. Well, basically, he shows he, up. He actually goes into the secret base part of the Right, base. and Great Leader's like, ha, they're all FBI gone. FBI scum. <laughs> <laughs> we knew you'd be here. Yes. So uh, this also adds something to it that um, Shocker is against Taki, not just Common Rider. Yeah. So Shocker actually does target him in yeah. various things. Yeah, it and makes they know sense. that he's an FBI agent. They have this trap set up for him. Yeah. And, but, and then, of course, gives away what's happening. All of our cyborgs are now attacking the Atomic Energy Lab. If you just keep just keep quiet. Yeah. You don't even, well, remember, all you do you is know, just not talk. He only gets to talk to brainwash cyborgs. Oh, yeah. So, you know, he's, trying, <laughs> he's, just, yeah. he's just really desperate he's for like, interaction. Guys, I just need you to talk to me. <laughs> just talk to me. Um, so then some uh, Shocker goons come out and Taki fights. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Taki's good at fighting yeah and then he's a little injured so he's not like taking him out in one punch like he was when he got attacked by like 40 of them yeah and so then uh common rider busts through the wall and talking just like all the cyborgs are there i'll take care of this yeah (laughs) and so which is great because common rider's just like cool yeah and it's out you got it (laughs) and so then uh it cuts to outside the base uh, outside the uh, research, yeah, the facility. research facility, and let Lizard Lawn's winding up for his shot. He's got like this little mine ball thing. It's a, it, it basically think soccer ball if it was also a mine. Yeah, like it's a, it's a sea mine shrunk down to about the size of a soccer yeah, ball, but no spikes. No, no spikes. It's got like just landmines on yeah, it. Yeah, little holes or whatever. Uh, so he kicks it, and then Common Rider. So you think to yourself, like, if he if if, if Hongo just like drives into this, right? If he rider breaks this, it's just gonna blow up and kill everybody. Yeah. But no, so he drives up and he's got the jump in the water. He grabs it and he throws it back. Yeah. And Lizard on catches it. Um. So that he must have negated it. It didn't get to its full potential because of like all explosives, you just have to catch the explosive for it to not blow up. Yeah. So then, um. uh, Hongo lands, and then he gets surrounded by all of the. And this old is what, this is the first time Hongo seen that there was all the monsters. Right? Yeah, and I, you know, at this point, I was kind of getting upset with the fact that, like he even says, "I've killed you all before," and I'm like, "Yeah, you have. We can't retcon this. You even said it just now. You've killed them all before." But thankfully, they explain, well, you can't really kill us if they collect the parts and put us back together. Which means that they can reuse these suits anytime they at want. At any point. And I'm like, yes, thank you. You've given me just a simple, straightforward explanation, even though it's not feasible. We can at least accept it. Yeah, because their view of what a cyborg is is very fluid. <laughs> yes. So they, at the very least, it it explains that they're kind of mechanical. I mean, you remember, you remember Cyborg 99? One of them turned into a freaking bird. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, how is that cyborg? Yeah. <laughs> cyborg, huh? Yeah. But no, so it explains why they've they've come back to life. Uh, and he says, like, you couldn't beat me by myself. How do you expect to beat all 11 of us? And uh, that's easy. You just run them over. Yeah, so he tries he... to run them over with his motorcycle. And like, they all go running. So basically, the, uh, I'll give you the long and short of the fight. Uh, because obviously there's the fight scene. It's okay, but essentially assume all of the the cyborgs have now become regular shocker goons. Yeah. And then the difference is they don't all have the exact same weapon when it gets to the weapon part of the fight. They just use whatever weapons they had. So like the the uh, what was it the one with the oh the mantis has the sickle. Yeah. <laughs> and the kamai tachi. Yeah. He's and uh, spider comes out with a staff. You know, basically. Mix and match. Yeah. But, so, so like, this is where I, I was thinking about Yeah, what whole, you said earlier made me feel a lot better about it because it was just one of those things where why is nobody using their power? Yeah, because I they're not as it. powerful as they were because of how Shocker cyborgs grow grow more powerful, mm-hmm. like, the more they use their abilities, um, which might make sense to the reason why they make all of their cyborgs demonstrate their powers. Yeah. Because they're, like, training. Yeah. And so, uh, and also, uh, Hongo has gotten a lot stronger, not just from the training session of this episode, but he's just got a lot stronger just in the show. Yeah, like fights that you were like the whole episode are now yeah. pretty straightforward. Because he's been, he's been getting stronger and more powerful all the time, uh, especially since he hasn't been in the show. What else is he going to be doing? Yeah, what is he going to do except train? <laughs> so he beats them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does a rider kick on a couple of them, throws a couple of them, and then uh, he does the rider kick on... Lizard Lawn and Lizard Lawn kind of just takes it. Yeah, he's like, whatever. He's like, well, then I'm just going to use the. Yeah, I, just I, I love it. It's like now. Lizard Lawn is just like, because this is also part of his personality. He's like, forget the whole plan. I'm just blowing up Common Rider now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, I'm just going to use the bomb that was supposed to like destroy Tokyo on Common Rider. Right. Kicks it. Kicks it. And then Common Rider does his. Counter kicks it. Ca- Counter kicks it with his lightning rider kick. And now here's the thing about kicking an explosive. If they kick an explosive and it doesn't explode, all you have to do is kick it harder and it won't explode. So this is the thing about the explosive okay they said it has to be thrown from like 50 meters or whatever oh yeah it's gonna be 60 so basically when he kicked it back that made the other 30 meters yeah or he, the other he 10 like, meters he like, he like cut the the time the 30 speed. feet 10 meters yeah yeah so there that's the only thing i can think of it it has to reach a certain velocity before it activates right at which point by the way spoiler alert they blow up. Yeah, it lands in them, and they where all of the monsters, uh, all of yeah, the they're all are, like all passed out. They're, I don't know if they're necessarily dead. Now they are because yeah, they are. You blew <laughs> them all up. All eleven blown up with one kick. Um, it's actually pretty cool because that's the, it gets rid of all of them with one kick. Yeah, and then they only need to do one explosion to take care of all those monsters. Right. Um. So then, uh, he's getting on his motorcycle, and then they're all there. Taki, Tachibana, and Ruiko are there too, and um. They're like, well, you successfully did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ruko is like really staring at Hongo. <laughs> they really point this out. Yeah. Like really intense, long eyes meet. There's like sparks there. <laughs> yeah. Even though he's wearing a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> this actually, um, this makes sense when we get to the next episode. Okay. So, uh, and then uh, he drives off and Ruko is just like, oh, this is amazing. You know, he saved us all and he's, he's willing to sacrifice his life to save us all. And Tachibana says like a very like interesting line. Where he says, you can't fight for peace if all you think about is yourself. Right. Taki's like, hmm, yes. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Because at least they, those two don't know he's FBI. Oh, no. Tachibana does know he's FBI. Tachibana knows he's FBI. Rico doesn't know yet. Rico doesn't know. And so then it has the stock footage of Hongo driving. It's just like, well, he beat him. Yeah. But there's no telling when Chakra will attack again. Right. And that's the end of the first movie. Mm-hmm. Or end the episode. Yeah. <laughs> So what is your suck? Actually, uh, since you've already kind of alluded to your suck and I've already alluded to my Segoy, I figure you'll start with suck, I'll okay. follow up, and then I'll do my Segoy okay, and you'll so wrap my, it up. Okay, uh, so my suck is, listen, I'm just letting him go after yeah. he does like a kick. I mean, it happens. Yeah. They didn't even show him this could have been done real easily. Yes. Where he could have been kicked into the water. Yeah, just kicked away. Yeah. Yeah. He just, instead he's just kicked over a hill and then let it on the coast. Yeah, it just goes away. Okay, well, I, I made my point. If he would have just been kicked into the water and then it shows that he got out of the water, that'd be fine. Yeah. But just letting him go is what bothered Yeah, they me. need to do better uh, at, at, with the... The villains just... Yeah, with the, if the villain gets the other hand, there needs to be a reason why they didn't capitalize. Yeah. Otherwise, it just kind of defeats... Like, it takes away any of the menace... Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna probably be complaining about this for the re- in like ninety more episodes. Just there's uh there are some things that are like that. It's like come on, <laughs> this is your ch- yeah. Okay. Yeah. So originally my suck was gonna be that there was no uh 
no powers used except for like the the chameleon using his invisibility earlier yeah and then the crazy string bit i guess from the spider but as far as the fight goes we only see them use you know basic attacks and and whatnot and the reason why that bugs me is some of them started off with their abilities because you know we were there with them from the moment they yeah we're there to not. I mean, obviously, there could be some time skip that we don't see and we just assume is a thing. But we know for a fact the spider at least has this crazy string. And we know for a fact the, the bat can fly. And we know for a fact the chameleon can go invisible. Now, I understand in a 30-minute time frame, there's only so much that can be done. So anyways, I decided to give that up because it made sense after you explained it as far as the the uh, cyborgs. Maybe because they're super fresh and they're probably damaged. So they're not as strong as they were when they were yeah. full. So I, I'll let that go. The thing now that I say, I say sucks is we know that they can be resurrected by collecting the parts and rebuilding them. Why leave 11 deadly... Basically, you're leaving weapons around. Yeah, why is there this thing? Uh, leave the parts. We'll just blow them. Forget it. Yeah, just forget it. Of course, They'll never use this against us again. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Some of these guys come back. Yeah. It's like they, <laughs> they, they have a chance now to make sure that doesn't happen, and yet they just kind of leave it littered in front of the atomic <laughs> uh, you know, energy lab. Well, the quarry outside the atomic energy lab. <laughs> <laughs> and I guarantee you they're not freaking out. Like, wow, there's some explosion that happened like uh, less than yeah, 100 uh, feet from so, us. Say, for example, that you work, I don't know, in the accounting department at the uh, the the Atomic Research Energy Lab, uh-huh. and you're just in there, you know, you're doing your spreadsheets, and you hear an explosion. Do you be like, nah, I'm sure they got it. Yeah, they're no, fine. No, you work in an atomic research place. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, God. Yeah, it's not even, at that point, it's not even about getting under your desk and hoping for the best. It's like, seriously, like, just Time look. to call my wife. Tell her goodbye. <laughs> it's like, look. <laughs> just like all the employees there just like... You know, some of them are praying. Checking on their life insurance policies. (laughs) Does it cover radiation? (laughs) So my Segoy. So my Segoy is actually that the title kind of actually reflects the episode. It's Mm -hmm. not just some, you know, like a man-eating Sarasarian. We don't even see him eating one person. You know, all this crap this time. So right from the beginning when you were asking me what I think the episode's going to be like, and I'm like, never once did I say, oh, there's actually going to be an army of monsters. Yeah. It's just going to be Lizard Lawn and like four or five of the Shocker guys that somehow survived the last fight. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. (laughs) Nope. No, it's the whole deal. The whole package. Every single one of them. Yeah, it was cool because it was all of the uh, monsters back, Mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons why I made a good movie because it showed all of them so you can sell all those toys. I mean, you can tell the suits were kind of just slapped on whoever was there. Oh, yeah. I'm sure Um, those guys were just other or were just like the shocker soldiers from the thing because right. i'm sure they just have like one or two guys who are like these are the guys in the monster suits right yeah because the, the the suits were the quality of them were all down like the the uh the fire I mean, they, gecko they, or whatever they, his they, it was like just basically a hood that would flap in the wind yeah and, i mean they'd all been used before and right all that stuff yeah there's some at one point it's like the shirt didn't fit the guy so there's like a whole two inches of just white shirt under the <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> It's kind of funny. I mean, you got to make do, so. Yeah. Uh, so for me, my Sugoi was um, training. The fact that yeah. they did the training. And yes. they did the training montage. And this is like, I, I love the fact that it, uh, it didn't call back. For us, it called back. But for them, it was like setting up how like Kugo would train. Yes. Yeah, we just happened to see that episode first. Instead of, but instead of, uh, well, I mean, it gets fresher because it's not a quarry anymore. It's now a park. See, <laughs> so here's the really interesting thing about that and the reason why I, it would have been my Segoy also if I hadn't have just this one simple. Uh, I was prepared when we watched Kuga this week. I was prepared to talk about how I was a little bit harsh about how they're not doing any kind of training to take care of this. You know, all these people are dying and they're just like, well, I'm going to go and, and cross stitch. I, I remember that was my suck one time. Right? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Okay, I can't expect that everyone would be taking the deaths of everyone and you being the only one that has power to stop it seriously, right? Like, how how dare you? Um, I was going to, like, totally ease up on that and be like, just I got to get used to this now or else every writer for this point forward is probably going to annoy me. Yeah. But then we have this scene where he actually takes it seriously and goes and trains and comes better. And I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. I, re- I retract that. Yeah. It's still kind of the standard. You need to be getting better. Yeah. So that's yeah. what made it good about Kuga with him doing the training. Um, you know, it's nice to see him take it serious. I mean, in Zero One, they skipped the whole training thing because it was right. just like it was in his head. And it's for, yeah, it's zapped in there. He doesn't actually have and to for train. Double, he's he's been a writer for a year, right? Yeah, and you, we've never seen him so far in the show. And in, in Double, he's never had to like do something right. New. He's not getting trashed yet. 
Yeah. yeah. He, he, he might just need to learn the proper combo to win. Right. But he knows all the combos. Right. Yeah, we haven't hit the wall yet. He's he doesn't he hasn't had to learn a new attack or yeah. anything like that. And that's because he's been he's been double for a year. Right. So that's why I was being a little harsh with with uh, Godai, but then when he actually had his training, that's when I was and then the Kendo, remember yeah. when he was practicing that? Yeah. So it makes it feels good when you see it. But I was thinking maybe I shouldn't make that the standard. But maybe now you realize oh, wait a minute, it is It is the standard. <laughs> it's like okay, seventy one, bringing it back. <laughs> yeah. Usually it's don't doubt myself. It, sh- it shows some training or there's like some hand wavy reason. Like yeah. a lot of times it's like they instinctively know yeah. or they've had training previously and so well i mean that's exactly the, this right here they didn't even need a montage for him to be like oh i just got to double the power of my kick of course because yeah, yeah. i'm mongo yeah <laughs> why didn't i think of that just put more power behind the kick yes, logic it's so ridiculous <laughs> but the thing is is that's how awesome like hongo is it's just like all he has to do is say I should double the power of my kick. And in your mind, you're like, yeah. Yeah, perfect. And you can because you're Hongo. Yeah, it makes it, you just make it work. Yeah. You're going to double the power of your kick? You're just going to defy physics and do a double, fr- uh, a front double backflip? Yeah, see, honestly, <laughs> I thought he was going to double the power of his kick by maybe getting a running start, you know, using the wind energy. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of a letdown, but. But no, he actually is because when he jumps, he's using the, he, de- yeah, he generates yeah. turbine energy. Yeah. Because that's one of the things that they have to do. Um. That's one of the, I mean, he's done that before. That's like yeah. one of the things. So that, it explains why he jumps a lot. Right. So uh, does this episode improve Hongo? Uh, I would say so, yeah. Because he's last right now. Yeah, it's kind of rough. I don't want to keep him there that long. So mm. is he above Valkyrie? Uh-huh. I mean, it's kind of hard when it's just the writer and not Hongo getting part of it. Because, but... I mean, like, the other thing is, is we also, like, we're ranking them, like, our writer ranking is like how are they are as like a character yeah. and like also also like their effectiveness as a writer, not the show. Yeah. But um, for the past couple of episodes of Valkyrie uh, of Zero One, it's pretty much just been Valkyrie kowtowing to her boss. Yeah, that's kind of. The I reason mean, there's been why. conflict there, but she's just kind of just doing whatever. Yeah, he does. just whatever, just a yes man right now. Yeah. That's why I kind of want to bump him. I mean, yeah. he's doing the training, putting the effort in. Like he understands his limits, but then he overcomes them. Yeah. Does this make him better than Kuga? Um, see, I don't know, because yes, no, it's kind of, uh, I like the last episode of Kuga a lot. Um, I mean, on one hand, I like that uh, Hongo is is giving where credit's due. Like, he understands the limits and abilities of his teammates. He's letting him utilize, you know, he's not just keeping him on the back burner. But does this put, but when you realize that, like, pretty much Hong, uh, Kuga's training is just like an homage to what this is, does yeah. this make this better? Yeah, does it make it better or worse? It's kind of... Uh, see, that's just one of those, is Kuga ever going to step out of the shadow of 71 if he's just doing what the other one is? But at the same time, it gives you kind of a... Like, it, uh, later it, later on in the show, definitely it does. Yeah, because it makes it, it's more of a, uh, it just makes it a lot more elegant, right? Like, it makes the the composition of the episode structure for Kuga look so much better because you're like, oh, wow, yeah, this is, it's actually kind of keeping in line yeah. almost. At some point, you know, it's going to start speeding ahead. Like, this happened episode 12, uh, or we, I mean, we got the training montage, like, episode 11 and 12 for for kuga and this is episode 13 yeah because there's 90 something episodes so of yeah. course kuga is going to need to do things sooner yeah but now it's like one of those things every time i watch kuga i'm gonna be like oh i wonder when they did this in so, 71 um, i will tell you because of the where uh 71 is going mm-hmm. it's it's gonna starting with like the next step it totally diverge okay so they go a different direction so yes. we're now done calling back we're doing our own thing yeah mostly, okay yeah i dig it there might be like some hints back and forth here right. and stuff here like there. that but like where it's just like, oh, there was a bat one. Now there's a bat one. Yeah. These things are kind of like yeah. going. Yeah, because I can only keep up for so long. Yeah, without yeah. just making the same show over again. Right. Yeah. So, do, But do you think Ichigo is over Kuga? I feel like, yeah. Okay. Because I, I feel like at the very least, I, I can afford to bump him up because if Kuga does anything, he has more opportunities to increase. Yeah. Um. I don't think he's better than Vulcan. No, I don't think so. That no. that that would make him. That's where he stops. Because I mean, Fua, he's had a really good showing, but his character is still strong. He's still at least having a, a moral struggle with do I do I out Yua? Like he sees that she's doing some corrupt stuff, and uh, I, I don't think he likes it. So I'm curious how he's gonna interact with Arto. Yeah. Uh, on the subject now that Arto knows that she is actively messing with him. Yeah. For the sake of Saya. So so, so right now number six is Valkyrie. Mm. With probably hopes of going a whole, of her going a whole lot higher, but five's Kuga, five's Kuga, three is Ichigo, uh, four is Ichigo, three is Vulcan, two is zero one, and number one is double. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, so that's what we got so far. So our next episode of seventy one, seventy one, 
is so the like I was saying is like now we're gonna start um we need to do we should do the translation monster names because yep. especially because of the way they do things. So this is the dev devilish uh cacto goron attacks. <laughs> okay. It's uh cacto goron. Yeah. Cacto goron, okay. And um it's uh the reason why we wanted it was because it's cactus. Yeah. It's so it's a cactus monster. Yeah. Um in the Japanese it's uh Sabotegeon. Yeah, so you're like, huh? Yeah, and it's uh, just cactigaron. I think they just grabbed the they probably just grabbed the Spanish word for cactus or something. I don't know, maybe Spanish is the word for cactus. <laughs> or cactus is the Spanish word for it. Uh, who knows? Uh but our next episode is Kuga and it is episode thirteen Suspicion. I can't remember. Yeah, what are they suspicious of? Who's suspicious? Oh yeah, it's like I'm trying to. Like I said, it's been a long. It's been a lot longer since I've seen uh, Kuga than it is for me to have watched uh, seventy one. Mm. So it's like, and also seventy um, one's episodes are more standalone, so they're easy to remember standalone. Mm. But like, yeah, what's well, so where does this episode fall in the Kuga plot? Yeah, because yeah, because I mean, even even you, we've we've seen twelve episodes of Kuga, and in your mind, it's just one's Kuga story. Yeah, it's just continuing. Especially because some episodes just bleed into the other episodes. Yeah. Like, which episode was the one where it was about the cheetah? Yeah. Or which there yeah, was two. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you chronologically. Yeah. You could tell me the whole story, but yeah. you couldn't say, well, one episode stops and the next one yeah. begins. Yeah. Especially because uh, uh, the timestamps. Except for the ones that, like, really stand up. Like, you can t- say the, the fight with the cheetah was the end of one episode, but you wouldn't be able to say which episode it was the end no. of. No. So that's why, like, Kuga's hard for me to remember the mm-hmm. episodes. But yeah, so our next episode of Kuga is Suspicion. And, uh, yeah, so we will see you then. Okay, well, that's going to wrap it up for us. Writing Through the Ages has been a production of Fanboy Opinion. You can find out more information at fanboyopinion.com. You can email us at fanboyopinion at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. You can also follow us at fanboy underscore opinion on Twitter if you want to follow any new information about the show or want to tweet about it. If you have any questions about any podcatchers be sure to let us know please don't forget to rate and review us on any anywhere you're any way you find us i'm eric i'm eugene and we want to thank you again for writing with us <laughs>